top 10 artists who should have a live album. Today on the Music Universe podcast. Oh, buddy, we have been so busy. Yes, very busy. Oh, my gosh. How's your move going? Uh, well, I'm in the middle of it. Just closed last week and just trying to get uh, everything together. Got a truck for next week. So that's why uh, this will be our, uh, I know it's our fourth one. It, it We're going to take a couple weeks off, most likely, just to get uh me moved in and get set up over there and then get you uh you're busy yourself um you know i'm I'm attending concerts in between that just trying to get this machine running you know yeah as it is we're recording this and then i gotta get ready because we're gonna go see uh toto tonight myself and max we're gonna go see toto yeah you're gonna have to um Take some uh, social media shots. Get get some of that going, and I know you're going to get to meet them. That's going to be fun. Um, oh yeah. And then of course you'll have a review. I'm going to go see Carly Pierce tomorrow night, so there's going to be a um, a review <laughs> oh, for that as well. You just reminded me I have to do the review, and I leave for PA tomorrow. I see it just keeps <laughs> piling on. And last week I was knee deep in some stuff with a daytime talk show I'm working with, so it's just. <laughs> I, I know, and next week, it, besides the move, um, it's I, I've got to confirm I'm gonna go to another concert in town. Um, mm. Didn't uh, didn't hear back about Luke in LA, uh, so my daughter's a little bit disappointed in that. But I told her, well, we'll do that another time. And then next Friday, I'm gonna attend a, a taping of Mad About You, so um, I'm gonna be pretty freaking busy. <laughs> That's why. Oh yeah, we're not gonna be having one here for for at least a week or so. Yeah, but we'll try to get them in before I go to Disney in November, because uh, I go to Disney and then I'm on a cruise, and it's just then we're into Christmas, and it's like, uh, please yeah. can time stop moving? <clears throat> Thank yeah. you. And, and we're, <laughs> we're we're gonna be uh, we've we've discussed some topics, so uh, we won't reveal those just in case they change. But uh, I'm excited yeah. about uh, about this podcast. It's going really well, and uh, um, I'm enjoying the uh, conversations we always have. Oh, I enjoy it too. It's like because we talked on the phone forever for years, and we said we need to record this stuff. So <laughs> I'm glad we are. And one thing we've never really talked about, but it was on my mind. Monday, I went to Philadelphia on a whim. I, I got a freelance assignment to go out there, and I was kind of on the bus just perusing iTunes. There are songs, not so much albums, but there are songs that I would love to have live versions of. And I called you today. I said, we're going to do one today, and then I have to get moving. How about we do our top five uh, people that need artists, country, rock, whatever, that need to have a live album that don't? And I think along the way, we could talk about some live albums that shouldn't exist as well, because there are a few. You're putting me on the spot there, Matt. Um, I I know. I like it, I but I don't because um, <laughs> I, I think I think it's fair game to also say maybe artists that have a live album but need a new one. Yes, because and the first there's in some that, that, that are I, way out there that I think we'll both agree on in the ones where they have it but they need a new one is Ms. McIntyre. <laughs> don't get me started. No, I want to get you started. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was like okay. almost all... I have never heard of most of the songs on her 1989, 1990. 1990. It just, it, it's not 
what she is now. I don't think, I think except for like R-E-S-P-E-C-T, which she still does in her live shows, and I think whoever's in New England might be on there. Um, there's just not songs I've heard of as a greatest hits type fan of hers. Yeah, it it was, um, I'm not going to say early in her career, but it's before, it's as she was getting popular, they mm-hmm. put out uh, Reba Live in 89. Um, and then um, she's released a few live tracks here and there, uh, most notably on the Australian edition of If You See Him from 98. There's modern live tracks. It's just a five-song EP because she was uh, touring Australia at the time, so they, they released that uh, with it. And yes, I do have a copy of that. Um, so it, it needs, yes, I believe there needs to be an updated live album, but uh, probably, I can't remember now it's been um, seven eight years ago she recorded a uh, live special and uh, GAC TV ended up picking it up and they um, they never released it any other way and in fact it was edited fancy didn't even air wow yeah I had actually uh, was chosen to attend that but uh, it was in New Orleans I was in Bakersfield and just wasn't gonna happen but um, they they never did anything with it. I heard they were considering a DVD, but, you know, these things are hard to predict if they're going to sell or not. She well, did they might release do... a, a double, you know, Video Gold 1 and 2 around 10 plus years ago. Um, and uh, that, that was cool because it had all of her videos up to that point across two separate DVDs. But, um, you know, I don't think the sales were that great. Even though I, I and many other fans will buy anything she releases, so I, right. I think we're in need of a proper new live album. Uh, even a DVD would suffice, but something. I mean, it's it's twenty, thirty something years ago. You know, thirty years ago actually. Would you be happy with a Brooks and Dunn Reba Brooks and Dunn Vegas Absolutely. live album? Absolutely. Um, In 98 with If You See Him, they they had that song, If You See Him and If You See Her. They both released and titled their albums the same. Hers, If You See Him, theirs, If You See Her. song was on both. They dropped them on uh, the same date. I believe it was June 2nd. And if you bought them together in certain places, you actually got a four-track CD sampler of songs that were not included um not duets but two of hers and two of theirs so um they they have a long history together they've toured multiple times i've seen them twice 97 and 98 together it's like why not why not do another one you know but um i think maybe after the vegas thing i'm thinking maybe they'll tour but uh i don't think they'll release anything while they're still in vegas i don't know if any full shows have been recorded but it it would be nice to have something like that i i I think it'd be a unique uh, product and it'd be fun it would on the topic of brooks and dunn and then i have another and then i have another they released one but it was perhaps a little too premature but on the topic of brooks and dunn i want to draw people's attention and if the record company gets in touch with me and yells at me, we'll, we'll take this down or whatever. But there is a full, live, fully produced show on YouTube that Brooks and Dunn did. It's like an hour and 15, just a standard 15, 16 song set that the production company that made it 
put on YouTube, so they had to have the rights oh, wow. to in order to be able to do that. Just look up Brooks and Dunn Live album, and you'll actually come across this like TV special thing. Yeah, because they don't have any official live recordings other than uh, the CMT Crossroads they just did, mm-hmm. uh, and it includes Luke Combs and um, Brandon Is that Lancaster. on iTunes now? Yeah, there's there's three or four live songs on there. Um, Ooh, and, I will be uh, get, getting those. <laughs> it, it's it's been out uh, a month or so now, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's up there, and uh, you know the studio versions are great, but uh, the, the live versions are fun to have too, especially if um if you're a fan of any of those guys. The, the live album, I think, is where country music shines uh, more than any other genre that might do a live album and lord knows i kind of prefer reo speedwagon live to their recordings so so mm-hmm. there are other uh, there are exceptions to the rule but it feels like country it's the most relaxed it's the most where the music is the most respected because to me rock is just noise in a live environment don't don't come at me um <laughs> i don't know if guns and roses has, has ever done a live album i have a couple live metallica yeah, songs yeah live era um it was way back in the '90s, a double, double uh, live album there. Okay, that that's cool. I you know, but to me, country is where it's at with live. But again, sometimes country artists, and it seems almost like it is country artists that do this, release live material a little prematurely. Sugarland has live on the inside, and none of what have become their biggest hits, I think, on there. I don't even think Baby Girl is is on live on the inside. Hmm. I could be wrong. I'm not looking at anything right now. We kind of decided to do this last minute, but nothing. That's what spontaneous is about. Yes, it is. And I assume buddy is looking because he records at his computer. I record (laughs) at a dining room table. And if you hear the washing machine going, that's the washer in our apartment. Like I said, I'm leaving state, uh, the state tomorrow for a couple of Live on the inside is a CD DVD combo. Um, Yes. I don't think Baby Girl's on there. If it, it is, is, I would have Well, and this is I what I don't it. like about sometimes when they do combos. 10-track right. CD, 16-track DVD, Baby Girl is on the DVD, not yes. the CD. So a lot of their biggest hits are not on the um, on the CD. Um, <clears throat> like, I mean, honestly, I, I love them, but Love Shack, do, do we need that? And Sex on Fire, do we need that, really? Yeah, put in one. Yeah, and that was my issue with the Reba thing. Uh, unless covers are a part of her canon, which you would be able to speak to, the covers that were on that album—it's just like, come on. Well, <laughs> you, you know, a lot of her, um, a lot of her hits are covers. And I delight right. out in Georgia. Um, Fancy. Many don't know that Fancy is a Bobby Gentry song from Bobby the Bobby Gentry. Yep. Um, so there's a Sunday kind of love that's on Reba Live. Uh, Kathy's clown, whoever's in New England is obviously that's hers. Um, mm-hmm. Jolene and Sweet Dreams, respect. I mean, yeah, most of those are, you know. And I mean, Jolene, did you need to do Jolene on there? Couldn't you have done? I mean, she had to have Mama had more. Tried. San Antonio yeah. Rose. I mean, that live album is made up of mostly covers. But I'll tell you someone Covers else. that didn't become synonymous with her. Right, Let's, right, right. So somebody you know. else that's really known for covers, and I know we're digging away from that live aspect, is Leanne Rimes. Most yeah. of her career and albums are cover songs. And many don't know that because they're older songs that people my age might not be familiar with that grew up 
with her becoming famous and most of those songs you know she's got two or three maybe even more by this point albums that are just purely cover oh, songs yeah. and you know we've talked about on this show dancing with the one what charlie daniels calls dancing's dancing with the ones that brung you mm-hmm. and uh doing your hits and my criteria for applying to whether or not I want to see somebody live and applying for a press ticket to go and cover it is, do I like one song? Is there one song that I really want to hear live? And with Leanne Rhymes, it's big deal. This sort of big oh, Broadway-esque uh, country music song that, that would have fit that's really well. Deal, yeah. <laughs> and I looked at her set lists. She doesn't do it. To me, that's her biggest hit. At least her biggest original hit that is synonymous with her. She's been singing it. It's kind of creepy, but she's been singing a song about a heartbreak like that since she was 16, 17, and she doesn't do it anymore. I understand artists evolve, but if I'm paying my money and I know how I found your music, I want to hear that origin point. So anyway, little, little digression. Back to the Back to the live albums. You're right about the covers. Now, my... One of my top choices for artists that should have live albums that do- that doesn't. I want to see how you feel about this. Montgomery Gentry. Mm. I would love that. They they were. I, I never saw them live. In fact, mm-hmm. um, when Troy died two years ago, he was scheduled to play the Kern County Fair like two weeks later. Yeah. And uh, they they got Midland in their place, but uh, I was looking forward to that show. Um, I'm sure they've got, I mean, they're, they're, I'm not saying they're cleaning the vaults, but, um, they've been, you know, labels have been releasing stuff since his passing. And, yeah. um, I just love those guys, man. They, they're not only good down home guys. I met them in Nashville when I lived there, but, um, they're just, they're Southern rock at its finest. I mean, they've collaborated with Charlie Daniels and, you know, when I think of Southern rock, of course, Charlie, uh, Travis Tritt, uh, them, just so many of these guys that just bring the bring the rock into country. And it's great. I, I'd love a live album. Um, I'm sure they've got them. Uh, you know, recordings. I just, I don't know if they'll ever do anything with it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they will, but I would love to hear something from them on that. Well, this goes to a song that I want to hear live that Kenny Chesney did, that Montgomery Gentry did, that must be some kind of, I don't know who wrote it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It has to be some, what? Yeah, I know what song you're talking about. The Big Revival. Yeah. You know what? They also... They also recorded um, Some People Change, which they made famous, but so did Kenny. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those songs, Big Revival is just one of those songs that you have to hear, I want to hear live. I, and Kenny Chesney released an album after the, the Big Revival album came out that was based on that, that summer story, and that song wasn't on there. And I wanted to like strangle somebody because um, I like Montgomery Gentry's version a little better. Um, but again, it's one of those songs that, that somebody has to have had recorded live and it's like, give it to me, give it to me. Yeah. So it's, I, I, it, I lo- they've got a lot of, uh, a lot of great songs. I've got most mm-hmm. of their albums and I, a, a live album would be great 
add in there. Um, just too many hits to name, but it, it, it'd be great. I, I think that was a good call on that one. So uh, <laughs> Sony Music, listen up. We want a live album. Your turn. Who do you want to have a live album? Oh, man. You know, keeping it country, he's not there yet, I don't think, because I, I think when people release live albums like we discussed too early in their career, you miss a lot of hits. But I'm looking forward to the day Luke Combs releases one. You stole my big finale. That was... <laughs> Well, because I disagree with you, and we could discuss this for a little bit. I think he's ready. I think he's ready in the same way Garth was ready. I I mean, I know he... I know the timeline. I know Garth was about to retire when he released Double Live. But most of the stuff on Double Live was from the first five years of his career. Now... The, the thing about Luke is you have Beer Never Broke My Heart, you have When It Rains It Pours, you have uh, One Too Many, you have One Too Many, you have, uh, there are so many, so he's he's done that, yes, Can I Get an Outlaw is my favorite too, Can I Get an Outlaw, and those were pre-signed, yeah, what's the other one, what's the other one that became a hit single, but he had a not auto-tuned version of it, not that they overdid the auto-tune when they recorded it. Was it and the name of, No, it's a breakup song. Oh, God, it's, oh, I can't it's killing me. But, I mean, it's I, the, my, my thought on it, and not that he's not ready, but when you look at the commercial releases, I'm talking big label, independent label, whatever. I know a lot of the, some of those songs we've mentioned are from albums before, or projects, I should say, when he was a Vine star before that, so he wasn't signed. He's about to release his second album on November 8th. So to release a live album right after she that... She got the I, best of me. Sorry, she yeah, got the go. best of me. To release a live album after that, I, I would think is uh, premature in the sense that we, if we waited a few more years, we'll, we'll get maybe two albums... Two live albums See, worth or something. I, 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 just, I would like a live... People wait so long to release live albums in between each other, I, I'd hate to miss out on something. Mm. See, I would like him to release a The Hit So Far live album because I think that's where a lot of people are discovering him is the live show, and I think that's why he rose through the ranks so fast. I mean, last summer, he middled for Jason Aldean, and now the man can't... He's doesn't have an empty shows. seat in an yeah. arena. You know, it's for his own headlining. It's 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 crazy. It's and crazy. He's, he's and when doing two shows next week in L.A. and they're both sold out. Right after we hung out the other day, um, I think a couple of days later, I checked and they were sold out. That's that's crazy. And I I'm so then I probably should buy my Mohegan Sun tickets. Uh, um, dude, I would as soon as they go on sale. They sell out now. One thing that since my daughter doesn't listen to this. Um, I uh, pre-ordered the album for Christmas for her with a t-shirt. No, it's not Beer Broke My Heart, because I won't let her wear that. But it's the (laughs) album cover, him actually on it. So what you see is what you get uh, with a t-shirt. And the first thousand pre-orders get an autograph sleeve. Oh, that's cool. So I don't know if I was one. As soon as the email came through, I ordered it. So she's going to, I didn't even say anything to her. She's like, well, I'm getting that album. like, okay, we'll see. So um, (laughs) she's into a lot of artists lately. And of course their merch stores she, she's like oh you know I, I want like a shirt so um we've I've, I've gotten that ordered um so we'll see what uh see if she gets the album but uh, i put it under my name so then i reached out to them like hey if we get the album autographed yeah and it's personally signed to her 
here's her name. Don't put it on your mind. But usually they don't do that. Uh, usually he just goes through signs and then, you know, his name moves on. So she'll, yeah. she'll be excited about that, but she doesn't know it. I just, I think I would like a live EP. What, uh, with I can his, go for that. I, I can just do. an EP of the stuff that people keep singing. The yeah. Yeah, when it rains, it pours. Hurricane, beer never broke my heart, and perhaps one too many, and she got the best of me. Boom! There you go. There you go. That that would be excellent. And yeah, I, and I careful what you wish for. But that's that's my wish. That's a deep cut. I don't know if that's a single. So yes, Luke Combs definitely. But he keeps teasing it because the EP cover, the EP album cover. Was a live shot. It was, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like he's where Garth is to where he could do a live special, and then all the fans could find their ways. Not that I'm encouraging that at all. I just it happens, and then you have oh, a bootleg live album, which is a very important part of fandom and all of that stuff. Not that we would ever encourage that on this show, but it happens. And uh, I, I think like, I like when things. Yes, when they're professionally recorded, if you find those bootlegs, because he, his fan club is the bootlegger, so he kind of encourages it, I would say. But mm-hmm. um, the labels don't like that, obviously. But if they, um, when you find those bootlegs, you know, back in the Napster days, when you find that stuff, and uh, it, it's unique, because a lot of times, what I miss about uh the 90s let's say uh the cd singles where you could buy a single from europe and it would include tracks that were never released commercially here including live tracks yeah those are like my favorite releases they're not even full albums it's just yeah you might spend 20 30 bucks on one disc for four songs but man three of those probably never heard hey that i'm guilty stuff would be cool yeah that that stuff would be cool and if the labels would cater to that here, that's what I never understood. It's like, wait, why are you releasing an A and a B side here, but the B side's also on the album? But yet Europe, Japan, you know, Asia, all these places get all these other tracks. And I guess, you know, licensing and all that play a part. But it, it would be cool if they would just, you know, drop some live mm-hmm. stuff. Well, and... I say I'm guilty. I bought uh, the Red Piano DVD set for uh, CD DVD set for fourteen bucks. Elton um, John. Elton John, yes. Didn't I say Elton? Yes, yeah. uh, Elton John. Because I wanted one song. Exactly. I wanted Pinball Wizard. I am and that. He did, yep. I am that. And he didn't have it. Guy. Yep. I did. He didn't have it. But I got a cool DVD, which is kind of weirdly blurry, and a cool documentary. And uh, a whole other Elton John live album because I wanted one song. Dude, so you I, benefit. Exactly. You know? I will wait. Um, I pre-ordered stuff at Amazon or wherever to find out like there's a Target edition with bonus tracks. I'll cancel that because I don't want the standard edition if there's a deluxe with bonus tracks. And I'll run yeah. over there and pick it up. You know, because mm-hmm. I might not know the songs yet, but hey, it's additional songs, and you're not gonna oh. find them outside there. My God, what? I don't know if it was last year or the first anthology. I think it was the second because they kept confused. It was the second because the stores kept confusing the first one with the second. I ran to so many different Target stores in this city, and I'm talking different fucking boroughs in this city <laughs> to remember. find the live anthology for Garth, which is another one who 
Triple Live came out as part of the anthology. And where's the where's the standalone that he promised would have new songs on it? I want to be careful because Garth's people are good to us, and I don't want to be too critical. But I would like to point out journalistically that it's it's not a triple album. It really isn't. How I I think he's got there are thirty songs on the re-release of Double Live. Why are you calling this uh, a triple? I'm confused. I think he's just prepping it. I I think he was planning to release it. And then when he started the new stadium tour, he's like, you know what? We need to keep this going because we've got, he's debuting new material, which is rare for him to do in a live setting because he relies Mm -hmm. on the fans to know the hits and sing along so much that, um, you know, dive bar with Blake Shelton was recorded and filmed. We're still waiting on that video, but I, I really believe he, he was planning to release it. And then he's, he's um he's a perfectionist he just can't he, he can't stop recording he's like man I, i'm not gonna release another live album for a while so i want to make this right worth it and let's just keep going so i i think yeah. we'll get it i think it'll be next year maybe if yeah. he doesn't just drop it sometime in the next two months which he's known to do i, I yeah. because the the uh legacy is coming out with triple live on it and if you check amazon they have the disc track listings it appears it's the same version as the anthology and uh the the fan version that was released to itunes last august i I could be wrong i can't wait to get my uh legacy but that's another podcast uh we'll we'll do a legacy podcast and we'll go over it um maybe i'll even do a legacy unboxing video uh and then we'll do a podcast about it but anyway um now, two albums that shouldn't exist, in my opinion. Um, I want to make sure I get this title right. And I don't want to be critical of the artists on this first one. This is an album you may not have heard of uh, before. But, I was this again, I was looking for specific songs live. Because what I'll do, because I'm a nut and I'm a concert nut, is I will actually, on my iPod, I have playlists that are like concert set lists. I like challenging myself to stack concert set lists. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll go looking for songs and, and stack them. And, and I try to have it to where they're all live. It's just one of my weird hobbies and how I stack playlists for like listening to them on buses and trains and stuff. So it is called Volunteer Jam 20, a tribute to Charlie Daniels. This uh, album I is awful. It's awful. Buddy, it's awful. I've listened to it once, so I don't... I, when I get something, I listen to it once, and usually I'm done. Uh, not that I'm done with it, but... I do, just you re- have have you, do you remember? I mean, something must have been wrong with the engineering, because everybody sounds off-pitch. Everybody. The, even even Eddie Montgomery doing My Town sounded so strained. Lee Bryce doesn't know the words to Legend of Willie Swamp. Um, <laughs> Travis's modern-day Bonnie and Clyde is okay... South's going to do it again, Alabama. Again, they were kind of mumbling in some spots. The only good track on this album is Mountain Music by Alabama that I bought. I didn't listen to the whole thing. So, and I didn't, I didn't buy a whole thing, and I'm sure Charlie Daniels is fine. But it, I, it's like it's a problem with the engineering because everybody sounds off pitch. And I can't imagine that everybody had vocal issues on that day. No. Um, you know, do my you remember? Thing was- uh, vaguely, my thing with live albums, though, that often turn me away is the engineering, is the mixing. They're not yeah. as 
clearly mixed, in my opinion, most of them, some of them are, mm-hmm. as uh, the studio versions. And I get you're recording live, but at the same time, a lot of the studio stuff is live, so to speak. So what, you know, I, I don't know if the timing of it or, or what, but uh, right. I get it. As far as do I have a live album that shouldn't exist? God, I I don't know, um, man. Well, then I'll do my second one. Okay. It's a new release, and I don't want them to come after us. <laughs> but I do not like this. It's just my opinion. I, I guess shouldn't exist is, is a, a hard phrase, unless you want to talk about shouldn't exist in the context of how long they've been famous. I bet you know where I'm going with this. Brothers Osborne. The record is a little self-serving. Um, I have not heard it, but I do like them. Ain't My Fault is a 16-minute track. And it's just a jam. They are not... See, the issue with this is a lot of these songs, they think they are the Dwayne... They think they are Dwayne and Dickie Betts. That's that's a little harsh. I mean, I've seen them live, and they Oh, they can shred. I like jam bands, because... You don't get the same thing live that you get in the studio. Yeah, it might fault might be four minutes in the studio, but who does it for sixteen? I mean, I have to hear it maybe to. to okay, okay. My issue isn't the jam, you, but my issue isn't the jam because I yes, I like that. However, my issue is first of all, this track is album only, which which fine, but you can listen to it on on YouTube. So what's the purpose of making it album only? And sure. secondly. The actual song, blame the whiskey on the beer, blame the beer on the whiskey, which has a nice pace in the studio, it's like rushed. Listen to it on YouTube, see if you don't disagree with me. It's like rushed to get to the jam. They jam for like 12 minutes, and then they do the the last verse, and it's like, wait a minute. It goes by like that. If they spent as much time on the actual song in terms of not rushing through it, and then having a nice long jam, then it feels earned. This kind of just feels like there are there are moments where they rush through the song uh, to get to the jam, just like with "Stay a Little Longer." It's like okay, there are the words, well, but even the even the studio version has that long coda. Yeah. But it's not rushed; it's more measured. That's my issue with this. Plus, I think it's a little too early. So I like jam bands, but when it's earned, when when you're not rushing through your hit song to get to the jam portion. So I'd have to hear it. Maybe I'll comment on the next podcast um, if I get a chance yeah. to hear it by then. But uh, I definitely have to hear it. I've been interested in uh, the, the Ryman show there, but uh, again, just too busy to to uh, check that stuff out right now. But I'm I'm going to because I like them, and uh, I was really impressed when I saw them last year with Dirks. Actually, I think it was a year ago today, somewhere in this time frame, somewhere this week was a year ago, and. Uh, it was uh, it was a great show, and they were nice guys too. I, I met them beforehand, so yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, so let's end on our favorite live albums. Okay. What's your favorite live album? One of mine would be the title's a little misleading, but and I didn't know it till I bought it. Aerosmith's "A Little South of Sanity." Mm-hmm. Dude, you talk about a live album that's mixed well, in my opinion. That, yeah. that's up there. I have a couple um, songs from it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mama Kin is like, that's the song that like got me. I said, oh, I love this song. And then I hear the studio version. It's like, oh, 
back off a bit, go back to the live version <laughs> because it was like early in their career. Yeah. Yeah. And Aerosmith is one of those bands that, um, you know, they're like the Eagles in that somebody can look at it and see country music and some can look at it and see classic rock. Yeah. The, the finest examples of classic rock that you're ever going to find. So I could see why you would like that because as much as the music universe is an all music news site, our history and our in the trenches type stuff is uh, country music. And one of these days we will have a podcast all about that Ken Burns documentary because yeah. I have a press copy. It's gorgeous. And um, I'm going to be, be trying to binge it so we can talk about it. Anyway, my favorite live album. Hmm. There are so many that I've listened to over the years. Because really, that w- my introduction to most artists that I like has been through their live stuff. Yeah. So what I will say, I don't know if it's... In, you can get it on iTunes, I think. No, you can't. But I think you can you can find it out there on eBay or whatever. You're expecting me to say double live, and I'm not going to say double live because that's I'm not obvious. expecting you to because it's the obvious. It's the obvious, and I think it is the pinnacle for any live album ever produced. But my favorite live album, because for variety and for having a full and complete show in a live album, is Jim Stafford live in Branson at his own theater in the 90s when Branson was having its heyday. And maybe this could be another podcast. We could bring on some Branson guests and, and talk about the Branson heyday. Oh, yeah. But that I album that. is is a Jim Stafford show in the 90s, Bow to Stern, because he released tapes. He had professionally produced tapes, a, a tape called Live and Kickin', and a second tape from that same b- bout of shows, from that same type of show. He would change it every couple of years called Kick Up Your Heels. But both of them together never made the full show that he did in the, in the 90s. Uh, and so I never got to see but those two glimpses of it. That album is kind of the best guess, the best sort of record of those full shows. Now, Jim, I know Jim very well, and he has, he has an archive uh, of his shows. And, and when he had a big house, it was, it was on, along a wall, and it was like, holy crap, I'm sure they're in storage somewhere. Uh, but, you know, as far as a live album, it's, that's what it is. is it's uh, Jim Stafford uh, live in Branson. And it's considered a double album, but it, it's not. It's, it's a 90-minute show, and it's excellent. And the version I had on CD only broke up into four tracks. There was, it was some printing error. And finally, uh-huh. they re-released all of his albums on a thumb drive that you can buy if you go see a show at his theater. And, and the tracks are finally tracked correctly. So, How much does a thumb drive like that go for? Jeez. The thumb drive, it was like 40 bucks because it had it. all of them. I didn't, I didn't buy it. He gave it to me because we were editing some stuff and I needed music. So he just gave cool. me a thumb drive with all his stuff on it and it was the product. But... You know, they, they, it's a pretty penny for those going to Branson. It's it's one of the the more expensive items. I don't think he has a website, but if you go to Jim Stafford's personal, I want to give him a plug because he's a friend. If you go to Jim Stafford Jim Stafford's personal update page on Facebook, reach out. The woman that runs it is Kelly. Tell her you want to buy an album. I'm sure they can figure out how to get it to you. Yeah, cool. But, 
but uh, yeah, that is my favorite live album uh, because it has his comedy songs, it has his amazing guitar picking, it has his monologues, it, it has everything. So, and you hear how awesome when he had a band, he has a band now, but his band in the 90s, you hear how awesome it was, and it's just a perfect, pristine example of Branson in the 90s, so it's my favorite live album. Awesome. There you so, go, guys. There not go. exactly a top five, but we'll call this All Things <laughs> Live album, and I'm sure we'll do other live-centered shows in, in the future because that's where, that's kind of how I, you know, I go to shows. I'm at shows almost every weekend, and I love listening to live music, and it, it makes it really hard to listen to studio albums sometimes. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. It can. Um, so there you guys go. We're going to uh, have a couple reviews up here over the next, uh, by the weekend for sure. One with Toto, one of uh, Carly Pierce, and uh, we'd love, you know, for you guys to keep checking us out. Like we said, I take uh, most likely a, a couple weeks off while we're both um, in the middle of very busy schedules, and then we'll uh, kick back at it uh, with some fun topics. Yes. All righty. Thank you very much, buddy. Yeah, you too, man. You know, I'm glad we squeezed this in here, and you're a little over your time, but. Hey, ah, it happens. That's fine. I just got to be where I'm going by two, and I, I can still do it. There you go. All right, Matt. Well, until next time. Until next time. See you later.